I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And this is the third episode of our Animation April series. And on this episode, we will be talking about Sony Pictures Animation. Yeah, and talking about all of their interesting movies they did. But before we get started, we have a trivia question to answer from last week. And the trivia question was, what was the trivia question again, Ezra? What is the name of the executive producer of Blue Sky Studios' first four films, who was the head of Illumination from Universal? All right, and the answer is? Chris Melodondry. He produced the first two Ice Age films, Robots and Horton Years of Who, and then he founded Illumination, which we'll talk about it in our next episode, which did movies like Despicable Me and The Secret Life of Pets and other movies. So yeah, that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around until the end of this episode for the next trivia question. And before we launch into our feature presentation, we have an On This Birthday. Kutcher, many of you might know him from that semi show and that sort of thing. He was born on February 7th, 1978. So, Ezra, did any movies, anything come out on February 7th? Yes, many. One good example is the Lego movie, February 7th of 2014. Well, the February 7th, 1940 was the original release of the Disney classic everyone knows as Pinocchio. Those are two fantastic films. Well, the reason I brought up Ashton Kutcher is that we'll be talking a little bit about him because he has a voice role in Open Season, which is the first movie that Sony Pictures Animation ever produced. He had um, he played a character in that movie, but we'll get a little bit into that in just a second. So now it's time for a feature presentation. <laughs> So a lot of the movies that Sony Pictures Animation has produced, we've actually talked about already on past episodes. I'm thinking in particular, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Hotel Transylvania. It started in 2001 when Sony Pictures was considering selling off its visual effects facility, Sony Image. Sony Pictures, in contrast to the other two studios that we've talked about, Sony Pictures Animation was actually an offshoot of a studio that already existed and was already very, very successful. And they decided to go into animation when they saw how well Shrek from DreamWorks and Monsters, Inc. from Disney and Pixar were doing, and they thought, why not give it a try? But before they started on any feature films, they worked on two shorts. First, there was a computer-animated short called the Chub Chubs. Which actually won an Academy Award, right? Yes, and it was originally released with the Men in Black 2 on, on July 3rd of 2002. It had references to aliens from classic sci-fi films like Star Wars. Like it had Yoda and also Darth Vader as well as... It also referenced the classic Aretha Franklin song, Respect, and he sees some giant robots. 
and then you see some furry little creatures called the Chub Chubs, and then they start to attack those giant evil rogues. And Meeper sings the song, Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> I remember that. It was a really funny and clever short. And then they produced a second short called Early Bloomer. It was about a tadpole. Both of the shorts did really well for what they were. Based off of that success, they went ahead and worked on some feature films. And their first feature films were Open Season, that was their very first one, and Surf's Up. Their first feature film was released in September of 2006. It was a buddy comedy film about a 900-pound grizzly bear named Boog, who was domesticated by a park ranger named Beth, and then he gets into trouble with a mule deer named Elliot. And it's hunting season, that's why it's called open season, and it, they have a battle where it has the against the hunters and forest animals getting their revenge, which I thought was pretty clever. That it was really, really funny and clever, and, like, I remember McSquizzy, the squirrel with the Scottish accent, who used acorns as a weapon with his army of those other squirrels. Uh-huh. And it was released the same year, 2006, as a similar movie made by DreamWorks called Over the Hedge. Yeah, and it wouldn't be their first animal-themed movie, and actually their second movie, Surf's Up, had a similar kind of approach where, where the main characters were all penguins. And I thought in a way it was a bit like Happy Feet meets Cars, only it was about surfing instead of racing. That's an interesting point. So in what ways was would you say was similar to Cars? A sports competition kind of a film. Well, Cars is about racing and Surf's Up was about surfing. But, and like Happy Feet because it had penguins. And the main characters were a bit like the characters from Cars in a way also. Right, because there was the main character who's this sort of arrogant character at first who thinks he's a big deal and there's there's an older mentor type figure just like in cars and also there's the bad guy who's kind of like the, the guy who likes to cheat it's a familiar formula for movies and and definitely just getting started sony pictures animation was trying to rely on those familiar formulas to get started for in the case of surf's up it worked because it was nominated i think it was nominated for Academy Award. It was, yes, and but it lost to Ratatouille, which was made by Pixar. Surf's Up, I know, was a mockumentary movie, and I know it was released in 2007, and it got a direct-to-video sequel, which was a wrestling movie with WWE Studios called Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania. Yeah, so their first couple of movies, you know, open season came out to mixed reviews and didn't do too well at the uh, box office. Surf's Up was well-received, but it did even worse at the box office. But things started to really change when they launched their first big franchise, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes, we already talked about it before, but it's been critical and commercial success. And then after that was probably their biggest success so far, their biggest franchise so far, The Smurfs. I know, I know. The Smurfs was is based on the classic cartoon everyone knows, and it was... First in development since 2002, with originally planned to be from Paramount and Nickelodeon movies. Um, it was the Smurfs in their world where it's all fantasy and they're trying to escape from their sworn enemy, Gargamel, the evil wizard who's always trying to get his revenge. 
and then they go through the portal to modern day New York City. And it was a bit like, in a way, like Alvin the Chipmunks crossed with the Disney hybrid movie Enchanted. Enchanted. And also they go into a world in New York City where they meet a man who works for an advertising company named Patrick Winslow, who previously voiced Steve the Monkey in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And the Smurfs discover our world and what it's like. I remember, and Gargamel somehow comes into our world to achieve his goal on catching the Smurfs, along with his cat, Osriel. Yeah, and, we sh- and I think we should mention what you were talking about before, what it being like Enchanted. We mean that it was a combo of live action and animation. So the Smurfs would cut, they came into the real world and were these like cartoon characters operating in the real world. I know. That film, although it received an unfavorable response from critics, it did well at the box office. Yeah, it did very, very well at the box office. So it was widely panned, but people liked it. And so it did very well. And that that kind of started the long-term success of the studio. That success continued with each Smurf film. And they produced how many many Smurf films? Three, but the second one, the Smurfs 2, came out a couple years later. And it was the last film with Jonathan Winters. But they did the third one wasn't actually a sequel. They canceled the sequel and did a reboot instead that was fully computer animated called Smurfs the Law, released 2017. Yeah, do you know why they decided to reboot the franchise with the third one? I'm not sure, probably because Smurfs 2 did underperformed at the box office, and also probably because of Jonathan Winter's passing. Yeah, I can imagine that both of those reasons played into it because you know, Smurfs 2, it was still successful at the box office, but it, it somehow received even worse reviews than the first one, which is really hard to do because the first one had like 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. The second one had 14%. So I think they just decided to start fresh with a new actor as, as Papa Smurf. Just get the whole franchise off to a better start. But nonetheless, it was still successful. And then, you know, their other main franchise is the Hotel Transylvania franchise. We talked about that before. Yeah, we've talked about that before. So we won't rehash that, but Hotel Transylvania is definitely one of their more successful franchises. They have released a bunch of different standalone films. Films like Arthur Christmas, The Pirates Band of Misfits. Which are both critically and commercially successful. And movies made by Ardman, maker of Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. Right, and those were those both stop motion? No, um, two different animation. Pirates and a Band of Misfits was clay animated, like Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, and the other stuff they did. But Arthur Christmas was computer animated. Yeah, so this was a departure for Ardman because, like we said, they they're known for their stop motion films, but this time they gave a go at a more modern approach, and it did all right. I mean, it was very it was very well received. So yeah, they they have a pretty strong track record with those movies. And then another franchise they've worked on is the Goosebumps franchise. The specifically similar approach where it's it's a combo of live action and computer animation. Based on the popular novels by R.L. Stein. And actually, when I was a kid, that 
I just loved the Goosebumps. I loved reading the books. I loved watching the show. So much so that, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Ezra. You could record from your TV onto VHS tapes. So my mom, like if there, for whatever reason, I wasn't going to be home in time to see an episode of Goosebumps, she would record an ep- that episode for me on a VHS tape and I'd watch it later. So theoretically, my mom has like 20-some episodes stored away somewhere of this Goosebumps show, which wasn't very good, but as a kid, I didn't know any better. Yeah, I see. Interesting. Both of the movies starred Jack Black, but the main characters overall um, were different than in both, I'm saying. The first had the monsters coming out from the books and led by Slappy the Dummy, and the sequel had more of the monsters and it was Halloween themed. I liked them. They were fun, but too scary for younger kids. Definitely, definitely for older kids, I'd say. And then, well, then there's one movie that we haven't talked about so far that I know that you're a big fan of. You might be the only person I know who likes this movie called The Emoji Movie. Yes, it took place in a smartphone world. It was like Inside Out crossed with Wreck-It Ralph in the Lego movie. That movie was so widely panned like so why do you like that movie it was colorful and funny and high-tech with digital age stuff inside of a smartphone world very similar it had combined with when Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet I remember and I thought it was a really cool movie and it was fun the main character was Gene who was a meh who was an outcast long faces and he was being and threatened to be deleted for good. And then his best friend was High Five, a walking hand emoji, who's cool and he doesn't really get used a lot and then could help Gene find a way to through the cloud. And Patrick Stewart voiced Poop, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And the bad guy in the movie, the villain was Smiler, voiced by Maya Rudolph who was the original emoji, and she was the head of a company, and she was pretty evil, too. And her army were some evil virus bots. I will say, regardless of what I, what else I think about that movie, I do appreciate that they did get Patrick Stewart, of all people, to voice the poop emoji. That is just, that's just great. Yeah. Sony Animation, a Cookie Birds movie, too. The sequel to the Angry Birds movie which the first had no involvement with sony animation i'd say that that it seems like sony isn't afraid to adapt weird things like emojis or a mobile game into movies angry birds 2 though i mean that was well received that was actually better received than the first one so they definitely improved on that 2017 another film they did was The Star, which was a Christian comedy film based on the nativity of Jesus. And it, it was the main character was Bo the Donkey. It was a retelling story of the first Christmas, but with animals. We talked about it a little bit about it in some in our Easter and Christmas episodes, I remember. But this one was a lot of fun, I thought, and it was interesting. Yeah, so we've talked about that one. But I'd say saving the best for last. One of my favorite films actually of the past decade came out in 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that film, for me, it like totally caught me off guard because it's like, I, I had seen animated Marvel films before. My little brother loves watching those. And I had seen the kind of quality that they usually produce, and it's not great. 
so when when my friends who had seen this movie they were telling me like this movie is amazing it's great you need to go see it and I'm like I don't know about that but I did eventually bite the bullet and go see it and I'm really glad I did because it is just an incredible I know it was easily their most successful film they made and it won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature and it was so cool and so advanced. Miles Morales, who's a teenage boy who goes to school and he gets bitten by a radioactive spider. He doesn't know what's happening to him, but then he learns he's become like Peter Parker, which in his alternate universe, Peter Parker's dead, but the real Peter Parker who came from his worlds is alive and they find other spider people from different alternate dimensions. Yeah, so the, the premise is that there's this machine that can, like, collapse the, the barriers between different dimensions. So you have all these different spider people, spider heroes from, from alternate universes coming together in one universe and teaming up to, you know, save the day. I know. That was good. And I know Sony Animation that same year also did a live-action CGI film which was based on the classic stories we all know as Peter Rabbit. Just a very fun, cheerful, light film. And it's lots of fun. It was a modern take on the classic stories everybody knows. And James Corden voiced the title character. When it first came out, it was considered controversial because it, it had Peter Rabbit throwing blackberries at Thomas McGregor, who was allergic to them. I do remember reading about that. And it's getting a sequel. It was going to come out this spring in time for Easter, but it got delayed first to August, and then to January of 2021, due to coronavirus concerns. It remains to be seen now, but Sony was going to produce, uh, come out with another movie called Connected later this year. Which sounds like a really cool movie about digital age technology and about a teenage girl named Katie Mitchell, who's addicted to her technology and doesn't seem to be so connected with her dad anymore, and she's going to college, and then she and her family go on a road trip and they go to see a tech, a tech show of some things being announced, but electronic devices and appliances and things of robots take over the world, and they have to save the world. But it, yeah, it does sound like an interesting film, an interesting concept, so I'm curious to see what it's like. You know, for me at least, like, in the last couple of years, Sony Pictures Animation has really produced a lot of films that I really, really enjoy. So I'm, I'm excited to follow them and sort of see what they come up with next. Sony Animation did a short film from Kickstarter called Hair Love, which recently won an Academy Award. Yeah, and did you see that one? I did, yes. I did see that one when it was released theatrically with Angry Birds 2, I remember. And what did you think about it? It was very beautiful and very emotional and had very good storytelling, the way of many shorts made by Disney and Pixar. Yeah, so they've really, it seems like they've really found their stride in, in recent years, so it'll be exciting to watch the studio going forward. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. But before we let you go, we have a trivia question from Ezra. What is the name of an animated film released by Sony, but under the TriStar label in 2009? That was a was an animated science fiction film. So just to be clear on that, it's an animated film that was released by Sony, but not Sony Animation. So if you do know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at 
animation and beyond at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. See ya.